Hello, I'm Dave Watts, and this is a Redundancy Podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to share the challenges of finding and keeping a job as an older worker. In this podcast, I'm joined by a guest, Catherine Brown, talking to me from London in the UK, and we're going to talk about her fascinating website, The 5050 Project, which I came across a few months ago. I'm going to let Catherine tell us all about it, so no spoiler alerts beforehand. Catherine is the founder of The 5050 Project, an interview series that explores how you find fulfilling work in your 50s and beyond. Catherine is a customer marketer, entrepreneur and self-talk graphic designer. She started her career in loyalty marketing at American Express in Canada before moving to London and joining Sky TV to help launch their new digital television magazine. After an eight-year career break to focus on raising her young family, Catherine bought a design and print business that needed some serious TLC. She sold the business five years later and has been working as a freelance marketer and design consultant ever since. Catherine, thank you for being a guest today. Thank you. Catherine, tell me about the 5050 Project. What is it and why did you set it up? So I was stuck. I had been running my own business, a small design and printing company for a number of years. And I thought that would be my forever job. But for various reasons, I sold the business in 2015. And for the next few years, I acted as a consultant to the company that purchased my business. And I did a few small marketing projects on the side. So that was fine for a while, but I was bored and I wasn't making very much money. So I thought it's really now or never in terms of finding a proper job. I didn't think it would be that difficult, but it was really, really hard. I started applying for jobs and I had a few interviews, but no offers. And that's when I started to think I need a different way to tell my story and to get myself in front of more people to really understand what the opportunities are for people like me of a certain age with nonlinear careers. And that's when I came up with the 5050 project. So I designed a website and I made it my mission to interview 50 people as a way to expand my idea of what was possible. What does the website mean to you? Because you're taking both an internal and external view at the same time. So for me, the project is both a crutch and a platform to reach out to a wider group of people and start a larger conversation about finding meaningful work later in life and also of sharing that information with others. And what I didn't anticipate was how it would hit a nerve with others. I've had so many people reach out to me and say, I think you're onto something. And that support and encouragement has been really amazing and energizing. It is an excellent website. I'm quite jealous. I think I've mentioned that before. How does it work? In other words, what's the process? Um, It's very straightforward. It's a short interview, just eight questions. And before COVID-19, it was usually face-to-face over coffee. And now it's mostly over Zoom. Um, The questions cover everything from career twists and turns, opportunities and challenges for looking for work in your 50s, and ending with personal recommendations. And then once the interview is complete, I type it up, I post it on the website, and I send out links through LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, and I've seen a number of your tweets as well with excerpts from your website. Again, I'm quite jealous of the quality of them.
when we shared notes earlier, you said this is out of your comfort zone. Why is it out of your comfort zone? I think for two reasons. One, it meant very publicly holding up my hand and saying, I'm really struggling with this. And the other thing, it meant putting myself out there and asking people for help. And now that I'm doing that, it doesn't really seem like such a big deal. But I think that's why it's really important to get out of your comfort zone. Because once you do, you realize, oh, it's not so bad. And it's not that uncomfortable. How did you identify the people that you wanted to talk to? And how many have you spoken to so far? I started with friends. And then I asked for recommendations and introductions. And then as the project has grown, I've become bolder and reached out to people I've seen on Twitter or LinkedIn or I've read, maybe I've read an article by them, anyone really that I think might have an interesting perspective to share. And now people like you are approaching me, which is really amazing. In terms of how many interviews, I think I'm about at 22, so almost the halfway bit. From the 22 that you've done so far, are there any conclusions you've been able to draw from your conversations? Are there any similar characteristics from the individuals that you're talking to emerging? Yes, definitely. First thing is that pretty much everyone acknowledges that looking for work in your 50s or 60s is hard, but it's possible, so don't despair. The second thing is I think people are too quick to discount their unique skills and believe the negative, that no one's going to hire us, that our skills are out of date, that we're too old to adapt to a new work environment, and that's just not the case. I think especially in these difficult situations like the one we're facing now, older workers are even more important. They bring a lifetime of experience and wisdom and a lot of emotional intelligence to deal with tricky situations. So it's really a question of how you champion your own experience. Finally, I heard over and over again about how you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and be open to new experiences. And my own personal conclusion is you really have to make your own opportunities. Again, it's hard, but it's doable. Yes, I've read each of the 22 of your blogs and i think that is a common theme you've got to get out there make your own opportunities one of my sort of favorite quotes is if there is no wind row i think that's allegedly said by confucius allegedly but i think it's so important and it seems to me that the people you're speaking to on mass seem to be saying that's exactly what you've got to do you've got to make it work for yourself can you give me an example of someone who's inspired you from the conversations you've had why did you find this inspiring Honestly, I find every interview inspiring, and I'm not just saying that, but because I need to give you an answer, I'm going to say Gillian Riley, founder of Antikara. What our conversation really brought home to me was the need to put your CV aside and not define yourself by some title that you've held in the past, but instead look inwards and think about the story running through your life, marrying the personal and the professional. Gillian would say this is about all the things you've intentionally collected in your backpack as you've traveled through life, our unique skills, experiences, things that are important to us and motivate us, and figuring out how to present this to the world as your complete offer. For Gillian, this thought process resulted in her creating Antakara, a business that combines her experience as an aid worker, her love of travel, and lifelong interest in human growth and change to help others on their path of change and exploration. And what I really connected is with Antikara's guiding principles that focus on physical movement, exploration, novelty, and creativity. It just rang really true to me. And I guess it also reflects my thinking about the 50-50 project. Have you noticed any differences in approach between the genders? That's a good question. 
I worry that I might fall back on stereotypes, but I do think that men just push forward with less hesitation, while women struggle a little bit more with issues of confidence and feelings of responsibility to their family and to others. And I think these things combined can limit a woman's sense of possibility. In other words, I think sometimes women hold themselves back when they should just worry a little less and go for it. There's that often quoted research about how different men and women are in terms of applying for a role that a woman will only apply for a role she thinks she meets 100% of the requirements, while man is happy to apply if he meets about 60%. So these days, I think, be more man. Just give it a shot, and the worst they can say is no, and maybe you might be pleasantly surprised. When I spoke to Dr. Sarah Bickerstaff about the challenges older women face, she explained that one of her upcoming research projects is into the way older workers may disable themselves from looking for jobs. The, I can't do that, I'm a bit of a dinosaur, I could never do that. Have you come across this at all? Yes. And it's not just people in their 50s and 60s who think that. It's pretty much anyone who's been out of the workforce for a while. I was just on a returners program called Back to Businessship, where the average age of the participant was 43, and they all considered themselves dinosaurs. The program actually addressed this, and I think provided some really helpful advice, and that is Don't worry about what you've missed because it's changing all the time, even for people who never left the workforce. So just jump right in and start experimenting with technology, be it social media or these days Zoom. I'm lucky. I have a techie husband and two teenage daughters that keep me on my toes. (laughs) Are you still looking for people to talk to? Do you want them to contact you? Yes. And if so, what are the characteristics of someone who'd make a good subject for your website? I'm always looking for people to talk to, so please do contact me, especially if you've gone through the process of trying to figure it out and come out on the other side. I really would like to add some case studies to the website to highlight different ways people have created their own opportunities. The easiest way to contact me is to direct message me on Twitter at 505050FIFTY project. What overarching advice would you offer to older workers who find their career has stalled? They're unemployed following redundancy or are wanting to re-enter the workplace after being out of it for a while. Cast your net wide, look for opportunities to expand your network and get involved. So start with what you're interested in. I'm very interested in startups. So I joined an angel network that supports female-founded tech startups. And that's been amazing in terms of the people that I've met and also the exposure to new ideas and new businesses. I go to talks and events. I look at events right each month and I'm just amazed at how much is on offer. And now all of those events are online. Volunteering is another great way to both build and expand your existing skills while meeting new people. And it's gonna sound a little trite, but I say don't forget about self-care. Do things that keep you mentally, emotionally and physically fit is really important. Yes, I think that's very important. Something I've learned over the years, you've just got to keep the mental side of you really involved because it can be very, very difficult at times and very lonely. Yeah. Where does the 5050 project go next? What are you looking for from the future in terms of work? So in terms of the project, I hope that it will become more of a resource for people who are 50 plus who are looking for work or struggling with what is next. So one, I hope to offer more practical advice about how to prepare yourself for the job search, everything from helping boost your confidence to creating a personal brand, two, providing tips 
for how you find and create new opportunities, including case studies. And finally, action plans to help people fully seize the opportunities. And for me, I'm hoping to build a portfolio career that will combine paid work, design consulting, and volunteering. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. I found your website and the people that you spoke to very inspiring. There's some terrific quotable quotes on there, and I encourage people to go and look at it. I'll add a link to the 5050 project from my own website. And for those who are listening at the moment, your web address is the 50, that's 50, written project.com, the 5050project.com. And I really look forward to reading about all the others you have a coffee with, virtual or when we find some sense of normality again, wherever that is, face to face. Thank you so much for your time and good luck with your website and with the people that you're talking to. It, it truly is inspirational and I've been so pleased to read it and so pleased to talk to you. Thank you, Dave. This has been great. The podcast is researched, written and produced entirely by me, Dave Watts. And thank you again for listening. I'll be back in a few weeks and my contact details follow next. You can make contact with me via my website, theredundancypodcast.com, which has a synopsis of this and all the podcast main points, by emailing me at theredundancypodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter with the hashtag at redundancypcast. 